0: We have a development in the story of the Popo Bo Biscuit Baker beatdown that occurred a couple of weeks ago. Remember, this was the story about uh, a couple that got off their shift at uh, Bojangles and they walked across the street or across the parking lot or whatever. They walked over to the the bus stop. They were waiting on the bus to arrive and uh, they partook in the pot. Uh, Taking the pot. And a cop approached them, uh, questioned them about the pot, and um, violence ensued. The officer went to effect an arrest of uh, the female, and uh, she punched the officer in the face twice. That was according to the original story, recall. And um, then the cop punched her back in the face. And. Uh, Then uh, backup arrives and they all pin her to the ground and she's resisting arrest. And so then somebody starts videotaping, of course. And as they start videotaping is where you see uh, another officer, as I understand it, is not the same officer that got punched in the face and punched her back in the face. But it's another officer who is part of this like three or four officer pile on top of the woman who apparently had her hands like underneath her so they couldn't. They couldn't get her cuffed, and so they uh, this other officer started delivering what CMPD, what Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department, called compliance blows, which look a lot like punches, okay? In fact, if you didn't know the term compliance blow, um, yeah, you probably would have just thought he was punching her, which is what everybody standing around who was videotaping, uh, that's what they thought was happening, because it kind of really does look the same. And so he was punching her in the thigh, in like the, the meaty thigh area, back of the thigh area, um, to try to get her to comply. And, I don't know, hit her like seven, eight, nine times, something like that. And they eventually did get her, uh, uh, arrest. they got her cuffed, they got her onto her feet, they brought her uh, downtown, uh, they booked her and all, and um, now they dropped the charges. The Mecklenburg County District Attorney's Office has dismissed the charges against not just her, but also uh, the guy she was with. I don't know if they're married or if they're uh, dating or whatever, but they were together. He got arrested, too. I didn't see any evidence or hear any reports that he had engaged in any violence. He did have an illegal gun in his backpack, though. So I'm not sure. um, Or I'm sorry. It was probably an an unauthorized firearm or an undocumented firearm, maybe. I'm not sure uh, what makes the firearm illegal, what made the charge, whether he was a prohibited uh, possessor of the gun. In other words, he didn't have the right permits or any uh, background checks or whatever, or was the gun itself like a a stolen gun or whatever. I I don't know what made the gun illegal, Uh, sorry, uh, undocumented, but... He had a gun in his backpack, and uh, they charged him with that. They charged her uh, with assault and marijuana possession. Christina Pierre, along with Anthony Lee, had all their charges dropped yesterday, according to the attorney for the couple. Okay, so this is the couple. This is according to the Charlotte Observer story by Ryan Orley. The attorney for the couple, Lauren Newton... Uh, and confirmed by the DA's office. Pierre and Lee were smoking marijuana at a bus stop when police first came upon them, according to the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department. That is a, uh, that's a point of contention, though. I'm going to come back to it. A bystander's video that showed part of Pierre's arrest went viral. It showed police officer Vincent Pistone repeatedly hitting her, those were, quote, compliance strikes. Sorry, I think I said blows earlier. Compliance blow is not the same as a compliance strike. Compliance blow is when you are required to produce a certain amount of cocaine, I believe, in order to get access someplace or whatever. So a compliance strike is what was delivered or multiple compliance strikes. That's what was on the video. And so that went viral. And people obviously are like, this is police brutality. This is abuse. Um, after, but here's what the DA says. Um, After consideration of the body-worn camera evidence and the various recorded accounts of police and civilian witnesses present, based on the totality of the circumstances, the state does not have a reasonable likelihood of success at any potential trial on this matter. That's according to the uh, dismissal paperwork signed by Prosecutor Sheena Gatehouse. Uh, the DA Spencer Merriweather, declined to comment any further on the dismissals. All right, so looking through this, uh, what is included in this uh, paperwork? Body worn camera evidence, so the 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 video from the police officers' body cams, the police testimony or or depositions or the the statements taken by the officers. Statements taken by the witnesses as well lead the DA to think they're not going to be able to take this case to trial. So why is that? Well, first off, uh, apparently the marijuana was not marijuana. It was uh, reportedly some sort of, like, what is it, uh, Kratom or Delta-8, right? It was a legal product, which, by the way, that stuff is basically pot. It's, they call it Delta-8, if I remember correctly. They call it Delta-8 because it's like uh, THC, the active uh, psychedelic, or not psychedelic, but whatever the drug is, the active ingredient in the marijuana plant, that THC, it stands for this really long chemical name. I forget what it stands for, uh, but everybody I hung out with in college, they all knew what it stood for. But whatever, the THC, that is, I think that's the one. It's got like a dash 9 or something on it or seven or whatever. It's got like a a number as part of its chemical component, I think. And so what I, from my understanding of it is that, you know, some scientists or whatever were able to tweak the thing. And now it doesn't actually comply with the letter of the law as what is banned as what's a controlled narcotic, which is absurd. Marijuana is not a narcotic, but whatever. So not going to get into that. I mean, I'm a decriminalization supporter. uh, So, but I'm not going to get into that. This is just about like this different product that is legal. This is what they sell at the smoke shops and the vape shops and such. Um, Kratom, which is what? K-R-A-T-O-M is one of the products. And uh, Delta 8, you'll see it sometimes as like a triangle with an 8 next to it. That's, that's what they're selling. And so apparently she had some sort of uh, one of these knockoffs, right? One of these types of products. And apparently, according to some of the reports... She tried to tell the police this very thing. Now, the police are not going to be able to discern whether or not the product in her possession is legal or not. Because people take the uh, delivery mechanisms, these little vape pens and cartridges and such, and they'll load them up with actual THC components. They'll put, you know, real pot into some of these pens. An officer on the street, they're not going to know the difference unless i have got like some sort of chemical test kits or something to do a on-the-spot check to find out is that THC or is it Delta-8 or Kratom or whatever. So this is one of the big problems, uh, like, for example, when there's like this uh, push to legalize smokable hemp or something like that, um, is that law enforcement doesn't know when they pull somebody over and they roll down the window and, you know, big plumes of smoke just pour out of the window and it smells like pot or skunks. Um, And then you could determine pretty quickly that there's no dead skunk or a live skunk in the car. And it's just, it's probably some sort of marijuana product, but they can't tell. This is the big challenge. So they just stop enforcing those types of laws. And I suspect that might be a problem with this case is that the whole interaction would have been based off of this initial suspicion that she was taking the pot. When, in fact, she was using a perfectly legal product in public around kids or, you know, whatever. But um, that might be part of the problem here. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. Camping and hiking supplies, even because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? The Mecklenburg County District Attorney dismissing charges against a man and a woman who were arrested in a viral video incident. Uh, Earlier this month, outside of a Steel Creek area Bojangles, um, Christina Pierre and Anthony Lee had their charges dismissed. The DA's office, uh, according to the paperwork, says that uh, based on the totality of the circumstances, the state does not have a reasonable likelihood of success at any potential trial on this matter. But they did not elaborate, but they said it was consideration of the body cam uh, video off of the cops, various recorded accounts of police and civilian witnesses that were present and the totality of the circumstances. That's the explanation they have given. Let's go over here and get Craig on the program, uh, maybe. Hey, Pete. Hey, Craig, how are you? Yeah, good. How are you doing today? Good.
1: I'm all right. What's up? Um, yeah, I think the DA's excuse is just a load of crap. Um, I think he realizes, you know, particularly since like the last five years or so, since all the riots in Ferguson and Baltimore in 2020, um, that if they get anything other than a jury that's half black, all the so-called community leaders, which are just agitators are just going to say, this was a, a sham trial. It was all, you know, race, systemic racism from the beginning. Um, and then if you have any white jurors on there, they're going to be scared. to, you know what to, to convict for fear of you know, them getting followed home, their family being attacked, things like that. Um, so, he knows that they're not going to get a guilty charge. I mean, a lot of the jurors don't care what, that the person really committed a crime. They're going to look at the police as being wrong here, and they're just going to vote not guilty. Basically, jury nullification.
0: Well, but they could um, also, but they they could also just plead it down. They didn't have to drop all of the charges; just dismiss them all. They could have. You know, they they could have had them plead way. to. Yeah, they could have had them plead to you know assault on a government official because that's on they the did. video.
1: They don't even want to try that. They, they don't want to touch this. They're, they're too scared of a repeat of what happened here when uh, that one criminal pulled out a gun and got shot. Keith Lamont Scott. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they just want this to go away, be out of the news. Um, and, you know, I, I don't believe that, lady. I think probably was THC, Delta 9, pot in there. I mean, if I was busted, that's the first thing I'd tell a cop. is, oh, man, I got this at the, at the store.
0: Well, that's so right. We're, so we're, this is a great point, too, that when a cop approaches somebody and starts asking them questions... Um, like the default is for people to lie to police about like everything. And so if you're the police and everybody's always lying to you about everything, um, then it's like, don't you start treating everybody as if they are liars? Um, because that's all your interactions are with everybody. Like you, I get pulled over and you know how fast you were going. No, I don't. I knew how fast I was going. Give me a break.
1: Yeah, well, I'd like to see the, uh, the the drug lab results, but since this has been dropped, we're never going to get those now.
0: Right, which is why I would think they would have waited at least to find out, and, or maybe they have. I, and maybe that's what happened. They found out that it, it isn't, and now, if it's if it's a legal product, now is that sort of the fruit from the, the you know, uh, or, yeah, fruit from the poison, the poison tree. tree. Yeah. Well, they should
1: come out and say that so that we're not left in the dark. Their, their silence, I think, to me, is deafening.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. It it allows the right. It allows uh, you know crazy talk show hosts like me to uh, just wildly speculate about all of the reasons why. Right. Yeah. Uh, Craig, I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's a problem. Uh, they should they should come out and explain why they didn't think. Now, CMPD has asked for the footage of the body cam video to be released. It's got to go through the court. By the way, I, I am fine with the process that was set up to do that because I don't think all of the video recorded all of the time on every single police officer's body cam and dash cam need to be searchable for your your enemies basically to comb through and maybe you know call call in a report to my home address and then have them show up and then they can go and comb through the video of that interaction and then use that in a public way against me like that's not Most of the time when you're dealing with a cop, it's not exactly the best day of your life. You know, usually it's one of the worst. So if there's a reason for people who are involved in the in the arrest or the the incident, they can have access to it. Their lawyers can have access to it. And if warranted, as determined by a judge, it then can be released. I'm fine with the process set up for that. Got this message from Gary. He says, Pete, I am fine with decriminalizing pot. I'm not a fan of any of it in public, though. See, now, I would agree with that. I think you treat pot in public like you treat um, uh, alcohol in public. You know, no public consumption. And you treat it like smoking cigarettes. You're not allowed to just smoke weed anywhere, just like you're not allowed to smoke cigarettes anywhere, right? Same restrictions. Yeah, look, I lived in, if anybody, if you've lived in multifamily housing, you lived in apartment buildings within the last, say, 10 years, you know what those buildings, and this is like nice apartment buildings, not so nice apartment buildings and complexes. I've lived in all of them over the last 10 years. Uh, we've, my, my wife and I have we've bounced around a lot and done a lot of moving over the last uh, decade. And when you live in multifamily housing, the smell of pot is prevalent. It is like Everywhere. It comes through people's, you know, around the door cracks, under the door cracks, and like through the windows that they're out on their balconies or porches, and you're up above them or even near them. You, you smell it, and it smells like skunk. In fact, that's how you know it's good. That's what I've been told. All of my buddies back in college, that's what they told me. That was, that was the, the, it smelled like skunk. And in fact, I, had a, uh, I have a nephew who when he and the family came up and visited Christy and I in Asheville, uh, which may surprise you to learn, there's uh, quite a lot of the um, of the the pot smoking that occurs up in Asheville. I'm not sure you're aware of that, but um, yeah, he he identified the scent uh, as as a skunk as well. He's like, oh, there's some skunk nearby or something. Eh, yeah, close. All right, let's go to Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the program. How are you?
2: Oh, right. how are you doing
0: today? Hey, I'm all right.
2: Uh, One point is that uh, the job I had for over 20 years caused me to be in close proximity to law enforcement almost on a daily basis. And I know for a fact that they're trained, uh, you know, to be violent, uh, and they have way too much violence in their arresting tactics now. Uh, You see them beating people all the time. And they actually get an adrenaline rush out of it. They talk about it, laugh about it, slap each other on the back after work, you know, and talk about, hey, didn't didn't I lay one on him and all that stuff. And then the second point is is that uh it is very evident that blacks when something happens in their neighborhood now, it's riot, burn, pillage, and basically go tribal. And that's what law enforcement is afraid of, and that's what the government is afraid of now. If something happens, they're going to have half their city burned down.
0: You think that this case would have prompted the kinds of riots that we saw after the death of a person resisting arrest?
2: I don't think it would have caused as much uproar as George Floyd, but certainly locally it would have caused a lot of problems.
0: So what then? The solution is uh, from your two uh, your two points. Uh, first off, I get like, what do, what do you do about all? You said all of the cops that you 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 work around. Is this also female cops that are back slapping each other for beating down people too, or is it just the dudes? Oh yeah, yeah, right, the female so, cops are right in there. Just all right, like so what? Do you, so do we get rid of the police? No, sir, we
2: do
0: not do that. All uh, right.
2: I I back the blue and in, in just about every occasion except for when they're wrong we mm-hmm. cannot get rid of the police but we do need some retraining.
0: Mm-hmm. So do they uh, do you know why they uh why they respond with force as they do? Why they're trained to yeah, do that? They're, they're trained
2: uh to do that.
0: Right, but so why?
2: It, it, well, that I can't uh tell you why. I just know that they are trained to do it and they do get a rush out of it.
0: So I I would submit they are probably trained uh, to do it in order to get compliance as quickly as possible with as minimal risk to their lives as possible.
2: Yes, sir, I'll agree with you on that point, but uh, there's a certain point that you need to stop you know, sure, and uh, let a person comply rather than keep beating on them and tasing them, saying uh, "Don't resist, don't resist, don't resist." When you know a lot of the resisting is when someone is hurt mm-hmm. badly or especially shot by a taser, you're you're jerking and trying to get away from it. There's no just laying there and taking it.
0: Right. So part of the issue is with all of these scenarios is this uh, this skipping forward. And this case is actually a really good uh, example of it. We get the you know we get the 20 second clip, uh, which starts mid uh, uh, mid cuffing right where the cop is the cops are already on top of this woman uh, and uh, and you all you see you see from the very beginning of the video is the cop trying to get her with the compliance strikes punches to the uh, to the thigh. Um, we don't see what led up to it. Now maybe we will when they release the body cam footage. We don't see what led up to it, and this to me is. All, like all of these cases they all track the same way which is police has an a police officer has an interaction with somebody and that person starts mouthing off they act belligerent they uh, uh, they're antagonistic right they're not they're not complying because usually there's some reason like they're suspicious of the police they hate the police or there is this belief that you have a right to resist arrest. And my fear is that this case, along with others, is now going to be just another example of uh, why people feel that they should, and it's going to encourage more of it. Um, Mike, I appreciate the call. I don't know. There's a lot of noise on the line there on your uh, on your uh, phone line. Let me jump over here to Spencer and get him on. Hello, Spencer. Welcome to the program. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. What's going on?
3: Um, This Delta Eight stuff. Yeah, I heard a report on NPR about this Delta Eight. And it is true that if you eat the stuff, it doesn't get you high. But if you burn the stuff, it magically, uh, the chemical reaction turns it back into the kind of THC that will get you high. And so you get high from smoking it. Mm. And if the guys would just do a blood test, they would find that the person smoking the legal pot is, in fact, illegally high
0: well i there I don't know if there's any probable well, I don't know why you would be testing somebody drawing blood to do a blood test on them to find out if they were high because I'm not even so sure I mean they're not applying for a job you're not trying to they're not in violation of a probation order or parole or something like that you know I don't know but if you don't point, I, I don't know if you just get to take somebody's blood to see if they're high because that stuff will stay in your system for quite a while, and any good defense attorney is going to be able to beat that.
3: The the policeman saw the person smoking the legal uh, Delta Eight,
0: or uh, it, yeah, I don't it know if it was Delta just Eight
3: exactly like correct pot, and that's probable cause,
0: right? But obviously the DA doesn't think so. Well, I mean, I don't want to call him an idiot, but uh, oh my goodness, Spencer! Oh my gosh! All right, I appreciate the call, Spencer. Good to hear from you, man. David on Twitter, David says, Pete. Cops are required and trained to prevail in an altercation. If you resist, they are trained to escalate until you are compliant. Right. I, I will reiterate this because it usually comes up in these types of discussions. I think there are a lot of people, um, generally, but not always, not exclusively, but a lot of people on the political left um, who have to understand that not all cops are bad cops. I think also, conversely, there are people on the political right that uh, have to understand that not all cops are good cops. Right? Like they're not. They're just people, right? They're people, and they're trained, and they, w- they would very much like to not die while they're on shift, right? And uh, they have an immense responsibility. I'm fine with you know, different trainings, better trainings, whatever, find open to all of those discussions. But I, I, I try not to ever lose sight of what it is that these agents of the law enforcement are supposed to be doing. They are enforcing laws. And it's what I always say to people on the left when all, and every, whenever these types of uh, altercations arise— if you want fewer interactions between law enforcement and civilians, and ergo, you would have fewer interactions that end up in violence or death, fewer interactions, if that's what you seek, reduce the number of laws. Pretty simple. Right? If there are fewer laws for cops to be policing, then there are, they're not going to have as many opportunities to interact with you and, and jam you up on something. But it's usually the people who are, you know, first to knee-jerk cry out about, there ought to be a law. There are the same people that are screaming about the enforcers of those laws having interactions with people who are breaking those laws that you said there ought to be. All right, Gary, welcome to the program. How are you?
2: Hey, Pete. Thanks hey. First time I've called since You've been back in Charlotte. Well, uh,
0: thanks. I appreciate it. Why so long? I mean, I've been you. here like three years now almost. I know I called you in Asheville. It's probably the last time I called you. Though. Oh, okay. Hey, just
1: read my tweet. <laughs>
0: That's right. Okay.
2: You got sidetracked on the pot. Um, so my thing is that we have to agree as a society of what we're going to allow police to do when somebody resists. Uh, you can't just have videos all the time and just be appalled when, and allow people to resist because we're either already reached the point where um, we're lawless with the massive – and rampant theft, or we're on the verge of it. And it's either going to be nobody obeys laws, or people want to start enforcing the law themselves mm-hmm. because they have no confidence in DAs or police.
0: Yeah, you end up with a very low-trust society. You know, a high-trust yeah. society is, is way more uh, free. It's more uh, prosperous. Low-trust societies are not. And um, because, yeah, if you don't have uh, trust among your fellow civilians that uh, that justice will be served, so therefore people will uh, abide the laws and respect your rights, um, that there is this higher level of trust that you have among your fellow citizens, then, yeah, that's a freer and more prosperous society to live in. That was it. Thank Uh, you, Gary. Good. uh, Good to talk with you again. Thanks for calling. Call back again soon. Don't make it another three years. I might not be here, you know. You better. (laughs) Okay. I'll see you, man. That's Gary. 704 570 There's another uh, piece here. Let's see. Um, In the story at the Charlotte Observer, a civil lawsuit related to the arrests is on the horizon, said the lawyer for this couple. So they're going to sue. And now this raises another question. Are we incentivizing people to resist arrest? because that's what prompted this altercation that's what prompted the viral video it's what right that that's what prompted all of it i mean yes the smell of the marijuana product or the the vape product whatever it was that was the first thing that attracted the officer to her but what ensued was a resistance to an arrest and until people realize that the time to you know argue against your charges is after you've been arrested rather than before you don't get to you don't get to uh beat up the cops you don't get to strike them and try to resist and then it's like oh okay i'm gonna, i'm gonna, now just let me walk away i don't understand this concept i don't know i don't get it and it's funny too there are a lot of people that are otherwise protesting like on behalf of this woman and her resisting arrest that I'm sure have a bit of a different take regarding the January 6th protesters. What do you think? You think they may have a different opinion about interactions with law enforcement on that day by those people? You know, see, I am for a consistent standard on this stuff. I know, I'm an anachronism.